Hey, my name's Helen and you're listening to the Love Mondays Club podcast. If you're a fellow tutor, trainer or coach, then welcome. You're in the right place. Whether you're looking to start, grow or expand your online services, this podcast is for you. My goal is to help you build your business, earn more money and have more fun in this messy muddle we call entrepreneurship. Every Monday, I'm going to be sharing practical tips to help you accelerate your business. From marketing to mindset to money, we'll cover it all. So if you're ready, let's dive in. So for episode one, we are going to be talking all about the three things that I wish someone had told me when I'd first started my business. I really want to help you to avoid these easy mistakes or things that can just take up too much time, I think, when we first get started. So number one is all about branding. I found that when a lot of people start their businesses, they really get caught up in the phrase that I like to call procrastinate branding. I can't take credit for that. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere else, but I thought it was just so appropriate and so true. When we first start our businesses, we can get really het up about what our logo is going to look like. We need a really fancy website to show off all our different services. And we can often end up going down a rabbit hole and spending so much money on either of these things. When the truth is that I found that over time, that's when your branding and your services start to become much clearer to both your audience, but also to yourself as well. So to get started, a way to help you save time with this is first of all, in terms of the name of your business, just keep it really simple. You could, for example, use your own name. So I'll use my name as an example. I could have something like Helen's Tuition Service or Helen's English Tuition or Helen's Coaching. You could put your last name in there, of course, as well. Or you could maybe keep it specific to your subject. So English Tuition or 11 plus English Tuition. Now, again, it is always recommended that you should look at your competition, make sure that you're not using exactly the same name as somebody else. And that's going to involve doing a little bit of research, perhaps through social media. If you're based in the UK, you can go onto websites like Companies House and that will help you to see which business names have been registered. However, again, this is something you can always change and develop as you go through. But we want to just pick something nice and easy and clear for our audience to recognise when we're first getting started. Next, we want to think about your logo. So it is nice to have a logo because we can put branding on the content that we're starting to create, any materials that we're producing, etc. A really easy, quick and free way of creating a logo is going on free software such as Canva. On there, you'll find plenty of templates that you can use. And again, adapt those logos based around the name that you've chosen to go with at the moment. In the future, you can, of course, always come back to that. You can revisit it. You could even go out to a professional graphic designer who can create you something that's really unique to you and something that you will personally own as well. But for now, a nice, simple, clear logo is all you need. And actually, a little bit further down the line with these podcasts, I'm going to do a whole episode all to do with this whole idea of why you should be putting your face out there online and not hiding behind your logo. So a logo is great. A logo is really helpful and you'll be using it on bits of your social media. But also you are the one delivering the service. So your face is almost enough of a logo for you to go with to start with. The next thing that people often get caught up on is their website. Now, again, when you're first starting, you don't necessarily need a really big fancy website. In fact, having a nice clear page on social media, albeit Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever it is that you might be using social media, use that page to put in all the key details that your audience needs. So these are things like who you are, 
what services you provide, how to contact you and maybe availability that you have. From there, we're then of course going to bring in different marketing. We're going to be showing off those skills and attracting your audience. But for the beginning, we want it to be really nice and clear and simple for them. A website, again, is something that you can develop over time and it's something that you can sort of introduce gradually into your business as you go. But it's not necessarily something that you absolutely need when you first get started. The second bit of advice that I wish someone had given me was to stop faffing around and just get started. This is something I've definitely been guilty of more than once in my business. When I first started, I was a little unsure on what my services were going to be in terms of tuition. I wasn't sure which area I wanted to focus on, which subjects or topics I wanted to focus on, year groups, etc. And that in some points led to a little bit of procrastination or not necessarily taking action and putting myself out there and telling people what it was I had to offer. Instead, at the beginning of my business, I relied a lot on word of mouth recommendations. And what that meant is I got the real mixed pot of different people coming to me. Now, don't get me wrong. It was great. It meant that I got to offer lots of different subjects, work with lots of different people, and I really enjoyed it. But it wasn't necessarily a long term sustainable option for my business. And then over time, I gradually had to cut down these services, which made it a little bit difficult. However, what I found was that I kept procrastinating and trying to work out what it was that I really wanted to be doing. On hindsight, what I wish I'd done is decided one topic, one year group and really focused my efforts from there. The truth is behind the scenes, I still, even to this day, offer the odd little bit of perhaps older tuition or even younger tuition but it's not something that I publicly put out there because by choosing one service to offer i.e for example 11 plus English it's meant that my marketing has become so much easier and my audience have been attracted to me in such a quicker way because they've been able to find me because of that specific topic that I offer. Another thing as well that I definitely spent too much time faffing around and not offering initially was any online products that I created. So I've sold resources, sold online courses, created group classes, etc. I've done lots of different things like that in my business. But again, in those early stages, a little bit of perfectionism was kicking in. And I was also perhaps a bit overambitious in that I decided to create these massive, huge projects. Um, And this is without necessarily getting any audience input into it. Also as well, I was a little bit shy. So I hid my ideas and then got really upset when no one was interested in buying it when I suddenly announced it to the world, having been working on it for months. So A huge thing that I wish somebody had told me from the very beginning is don't hide yourself away. Don't sit there working on things without necessarily talking to your audience first. And as I say this now, it sounds so obvious, but I think it's something that lots of people do. They bury themselves away in the office, working really hard and not necessarily testing those products before they put them out there. So again, another future episode I'm going to talk about is all to do with how to create online courses and resources and sell them. And what I'm talking about now is going to be a big part of that. So to conclude this section, I think what's really important is to make sure that you stop sitting there sort of quietly by yourself thinking about things and instead get out there, start talking to your audience, start making offers and they will then respond to you and they will let you know what they're really interested in, in terms of how they want to work with you and what what services they're looking for and then ultimately you can start offering something that they really want and it's going to save you so much time. 
Finally, number three, one of the biggest things that I wish somebody had told me to do when I first started my business was to ask for help, even in the really early stages. I think that when you first start working for yourself in the online space, you look around and it seems like everybody is so successful and it seems like they're doing it also independently by themselves. Now, the truth is that is very rarely the case, or if they are, they're probably struggling a bit behind the scenes. Because think about it, when you're self-employed and you're running an online business, this potentially means that you're wearing so many different hats. For example, you're an educator, maybe a coach, you're the ideas person in your business. You're then the graphic designer, the marketer, the social media manager, the customer service advisor, complaints handler, tech whiz, accountant, photographer, videographer. And on top of all this, you're probably your own therapist as well. So it's totally understandable why people feel really overwhelmed when they first start their own business. And the truth is as well that not many of us come from a background where we necessarily have experience in everything that I've just listed there. So first of all, I think it's really important that you sit down and write a list of all the things you feel like you're really good at. And then maybe write a list of things that you feel like, "Mm, this is something maybe I need a bit more support with or a bit of training or I'd like to learn. Now, I will say in the early stages of your business, I do think it is really helpful if you go out there and learn some of these skills yourself. You don't want to necessarily start outsourcing straight away. The reason I say this is because let's say you outsourced maybe part of your social media as soon as you start your business. Now that person who's doing it for you, they could be absolutely fantastic, doing a really great job, they really know what they're doing. But then life happens, they might move on, they might change jobs, they might decide to stop working with you for whatever reason. That's then going to totally leave you in the lurch because if you don't know how to do that social media and that strategy they've been using, you're kind of in the dark all over again. So one thing I found on hindsight that's been really helpful to me is to do a bit of training, to learn the different processes and how the different parts of my business work. But then from there, that's when I've then been able to decide, okay, this is a part of my business that I love. I'm going to do this myself. And actually, this is a part that I really don't enjoy. And if I'm honest with myself, maybe I'm not very good at it. So it's definitely something I should be outsourcing. But as you're learning and you're going through these processes, it's really good to be methodical and sort of map out your your steps and your strategies and the way that you really like things to be done in your business. Again, this could be a whole other huge episode where I talk to you all about how to outsource, how to bring new people into your business and start employing people to help you. And don't worry, that episode will come. But if you're just, just starting out, it's not something you need to worry about too much. You want to just start getting your systems in place. You want to start earning money. And then you can get to a point where you can maybe start thinking about outsourcing some of those roles that you don't necessarily enjoy. Another huge thing as well about asking for help is that working for yourself can from a mindset point of view, be quite challenging. Again, a lot of us come from maybe a background where we've worked within big organisations and usually, sometimes, there's been quite a bit of support there for us in terms of management and things like that. We might be used to having like one-to-ones and regular routines where we've got someone asking us how we're getting on, potentially offering us support, sort of nudging us, pointing us in the right direction. Now, of course, the problem is when you work for yourself, you're by yourself, you are the boss, you suddenly start seeing yourself and almost putting yourself under this pressure as apparently being this font of all knowledge. And if you're anything like me, you start to beat yourself up because you feel like, well, why don't I know this stuff? You know, why can't I think of the answers or the solutions really clearly? 
I had many late nights where I sat around trying to do things myself, work things out myself, you know, from the tech side of setting up my business to, you know, working out social media and things like that. Now, fast forward in my business, if there's anything I even slightly struggle with, I go ask someone straight away. And again, that's a really important part of business is networking, meeting people who can help you, you know, finding people who are like your cheerleaders and supporting you because they are going to be invaluable in your business as you grow and develop. So I hope you found this first episode helpful. So the three things that we've covered is about not spending too much time on your branding when you first get started. This is something you can always develop and tweak and change as you go through. Secondly, stop faffing around, just get going, put yourself out there, start telling people what you're offering and how you can help them. Once that money starts rolling in, once you start getting a good idea of the services you want to offer, everything else in your business, especially things like your marketing, is going to become so much clearer and so much easier for you. And the last one, ask for help. Don't sit in silence. Don't struggle by yourself. It's really important that one, you do understand how things work in your business, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go and find out everything for yourself. There are so many good supportive people out there who are willing to help and want to help you. So if you do have any questions about getting your business started, you can always find me on social media. On Instagram, it's at Love Mondays Club. And if you have any questions about your business, then you can drop me a DM and I'll be happy to help you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast. Don't forget to review and subscribe or share this episode with one of your business friends. For more information and support from today's episode, head over to the show notes at lovemondaysclub.co.uk. Have a great week and I'll see you next Monday.